Thank you for tuning in. My name is Chaitanya and you are listening to Learning Digest, the podcast where we talk to business leaders about their career stories and experiences. We hope you will be able to relate to some of them, learn from it and will help you in your careers. In today's episode, friend and host Harish Menon spoke to Hari, the CHRO for Big Basket. But before that, he was a part of critical milestones for some great companies like Tata Steel, Daksh, Virtuser, Amber Research and Taxi for sure. To me, this is a fantastic story about the journey of a quintessential small town boy growing up to steer and lead large corporations. This is a story of how confidence and self-awareness and your capabilities can take you places. This is Learning Digest, real experiences, great stories. So, I grew up in a small town uh, called Sunabeda, where there was an HL factory that manufactured MIG engines. My parents, both of them were not particularly educated, but I think the great thing about them was they actually gave me all the freedom. They never questioned me, they never asked me how I spent my time, what I did, what I should pursue. They placed absolutely zero restrictions. I think somewhere they had the trust that this guy will do the right things. So... How was school for you? The school was, I would say, memorable. So yeah. we spent uh, time hanging around with friends. Uh, we gossiped a lot. We talked a lot. Uh, in fact, we still have a WhatsApp group. The best friends of mine are still my school friends. Fantastic. They are the people with whom I can share pretty much everything. There are no masks with uh, those school friends. So I think uh, school played an important role. And at school, were you the good studious boy? I got interested in science. So I had a strong inclination for science. I love physics. Physics is a place where you can apply a lot of your problem-solving skills and test your concepts. So that's the subject I fell in love with. I also realized that uh, if I had to make uh, a living by studying physics or teaching physics, then I had to do it in a place like Princeton. Can't do it in a place like India. So I figured out that I might as well study engineering. And therefore, I decided to take up the JE and joined uh, IIT Madras. And then subsequently um, studied at IIM Kolkata as well. Explain how that life was for you. I mean, when we talk about IIM and IIT, a lot of people would remember the struggle that they had to get in there. How life actually was in the campus for you? Getting into IIT is tough, but uh, being thrown out of IIT is extremely difficult. You are never <laughs> likely to be thrown out. So I would say I enjoyed my four years thoroughly. And I would say a lot of learning came from peers. It was not necessarily from teachers and professors or the kind of uh, you know great facilities that were there on campus. But it really came from rich uh, individuals. I mean, a uh, variety of people that you encountered, met with. So how did IIT change your life? The first lesson that you learn in IIT is that uh, you tend to become a little humble. Because uh, in your school days, you were bright, you were the topper. But the moment you get into IIT, you realize that you, everybody is it's not a rank, it's anymore. Not a rank anymore. And there are many, many people who are smarter than you. Was uh, Calcutta any different when you went through IIM? IIM was a shorter uh, stint, obviously two years. So in terms of friends, you make deeper friendships um, in your you know, IIT days as compared to your MBA days. While the overall atmosphere was very competitive and enriching, but I would say overall um, IIT was more relaxing 
and you built deeper friendships there right. so would you say what you went through is pretty much like the movie three idiots i would say fairly true highly dramatized right but uh, i think it's pretty true and i think where i don't agree with three idiots is that uh, amir khan so the statement that he makes is don't pursue success pursue excellence and success will follow you right i'll make a correction which is pursue excellence success may or may not follow there are a lot of people who pursued excellence and success did not follow them right so but that's the way it is if you don't care about success and if you care about excellence pursue it irrespective of whether success follows you or not that's a very good perspective <laughs> so i am kolkata got over now you got both these experiences with you did uh, tata steel happen immediately or were there yes immediately immediately on, on campus on campus yes what was going through your mind first job yeah so i picked tata steel because it was paying a few thousand rupees more <laughs> so you know thank you for the honesty and that, that's the honest re- reason actually if i look back uh, it looks quite silly you know how many years in tata steel i was there for 14 years Okay. Companies like Tata Steel, L&T, IBM are companies you join to retire. Like very few people actually leave and those that leave leave within the first 3 years. Correct. I would say that um, all through my career in Tata Steel, I my learning never stopped. So at every stage it was like year 1 for me. Even in 7th year, 10th year it was like year 1. The intensity with which I learned new things was very strong. How did that happen where you switched over? Correct. I met up with uh, Sanjeev. Sanjeev was the founder of uh, Daksh. And uh, I had a chat with him. I had a chat with the head of HR who was Anirudh Limai. Okay. So uh, at the end of it I was picked for the role of uh, head of performance management compend ban and analytics. So Sanjeev's comments later on I noticed in my file was that has had very limited exposure to the HR function. And but has tremendous potential can think very clearly so we'll take the bet and hire him right. so i went to daksh without knowing what bpo was and how how long did that go on for so that went on pretty much for about 4 years so uh, i was there at daksh to, to for the first 2 years daksh was independent and right. the next 2 years i was part of ibm, IBM the acquisition had happened and right. uh, ibm wanted the management team to stay on for 2 years as a part of the deal itself okay like so what time. happened next and uh, how did that transition happened for you after so uh, after daksh i joined this mid size it services company called vertuza so this was a fairly entrepreneurial company they were uh, trying to do something different they were trying to build some kind of a product company not just services so what aspect of this company were you drawn to so i like the team again so i spoke right. to three or four people i spoke to the ceo was chris kanakratne the president was a guy called dan smith the asia head was keith modder sure. spoke to these three people all the three people impressed me were they the kind of people i would love to work with on an everyday basis the answer was yes in my mind so i liked it virtuzer gave me real global exposure personally how did you deal with that because a boy from orissa right. largely worked in junction right right now the whole world right and new people fresh faces what what was that like for you this is a very good question adapting in a global culture is about being more professional than being in a domestic culture so you had what what i would uh, think was a completely different perspective you had something like a global conditioning right 
and Bortusa was pretty much uh, the, the, the platform for it. Right. What happened next? Bortusa, we found an exit, we listed on NASDAQ. So at that point, I just felt that, you know, the primary objective of getting an exit has been met. Let me try something different. So I joined this company called Amba Research. And again, how did that transpire? I mean, I would say that um, whether it's Amba Research or my uh, next jobs, which is Taxi for Sure and Big Basket, all three have a common connection, okay. which is uh, Helion were investors in these three companies, and I knew Sanjeev very well. Okay. So Sanjeev um, told me that these are you know good companies to work for, and you know, the role of the HR head was open. Let's talk about that. Yeah. It seems like that became a relationship. I mean, companies come and go, but yeah. this seems important. True. So I think uh, Sanjeev was one of the finest leaders I have worked for. In fact, I've uh, written a blog on LinkedIn about two of the most uh, uh, you know successful leaders when it came to managing scale. One was Sanjeev, the other was Raghu, Raghu of Taxi for sure. So I worked for Sanjeev. Sanjeev was the CEO or the head of HR. So we worked very closely. And... Um, he liked my style of HR and I liked his style of running the business. So both of us very, 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 very practical. So there was and beautiful yeah, yeah. chemistry similarity. Very high degree of chemistry. So I think that was it. Okay, okay. Big basket. Right. Uh, your take uh, on how and what you have personally been drawn to from your own development, from your own learning. Right. What I liked about them is that... Um, they were extremely confident about what they were doing. Even though at times I got the impression that they were not doing the right things or they were not aggressive enough, gradually as time passed, I realized these guys knew what they were doing. So, um, just paraphrasing what you said a little earlier, yeah. Ravi, um, clarity on what the model should be right. was personally very important for you Correct. to sign up for with Big Basket. I realized it gradually. So... Quite frankly, it is not easy to you know figure out all of these things before joining. So you have to take some risks, which is in that one meeting with those founders, do you like them? Do they have the same values? Do they think like you? If you have an agreement on those things, I think other things will fall in place. That's how I took the job. Um, what's in store for Hari going forward? So um, that's not fully clear to me. So what is, is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Sorry? Is that uncertainty okay? Yes, I would say that uncertainty is okay. I think as long as uncertainty is likely to harm you or your family financially or some way, then it's not good. But this uncertainty which has no way of harming you, I think it's perfectly alright. At some point of time later on, I can work with multiple startups. There are a lot of startups which would be happy to, you know, associate with me and I would be happy to associate with them in turn because I have the skills uh, required to help support and scale startups. So um, whether they are testing a concept or whether they need some kind of help in terms of how to scale. So different companies I speak to me for different things. So for example, I've been talking to companies like Travel Triangle, Your Story. Uh, so you also mentioned Your Story, right? And um, we know for a fact that you do post a lot of, uh, you know, your own content, your own stories over there. As, as a contributor to your story, what's been your style? What have you been focusing on when you put your content, your blogs over there? So mostly, I think that I've treated the, you know, startup audience, uh, uh, entrepreneurs and people who work in startups as a target audience. So I've written about problems that they can relate to. 
So I began writing for your story because Shraddha contacted me. She's an extremely uh, very influential person in the country. And she had the humility to write to me, to come talk to me. And she is an amazing personality. I don't know if you met her, but she's just an amazing personality. Truly a very, very charming and I would say uh, the right person to be running a company like your story. So I began writing for your story. That's how I got introduced to your story and uh, I've enjoyed writing. Outside work, outside helping startups, what are some of these interests that uh, you do uh, for your personal fulfillment? I do read a lot and uh, my reading is um, fairly wide. Uh, Peter Lynch, for example, uh, One Up on Wall Street was a fascinating book. Then I remember reading uh, you know, books on history. So I love history. So one book uh, written by Yadunath Sarkar, which is deep into Shivaji, for example. So I've read that book. So history fascinates me. I read a lot about history. Cosmology and physics fascinates me. So I read a lot about cosmology and physics. So Hari, um, uh, it comes out very clearly that you are pretty self-aware. Is this something that you picked on uh, very early in your uh, career or your life? My sense is that uh, most people are self-aware. Most people have a good sense of who they are and who they are not. Except that at times they refuse to acknowledge that. But they make the mistake of trying to do what they are not good at because of you know financial privileges or what society thinks about those kind of roles. But I think I consciously stayed away from that. I despised selling. I could never, I could never imagine myself selling to anybody. I have a big ego, so there's no way I can go and sell. So I realized that I will not do it. So it's just that uh, like anybody else, I had the same self-awareness, but just uh, had strong likes and dislikes as a result of which I stayed away from those dislikes. Ultimately, that's what makes you happy. Uh, doing the things that you like, doing the things that you're good at every day. So great journey and some great insights. Uh, just one last question. If Hari the kid was on the other side of the stable, what would the Hari the adult to the kid. I would say that uh, go and do whatever you think is right. That's what I might say. So thank you for listening. If you like this story and have a few thoughts, please comment about it. Share and like it to help others who you feel may benefit from it. Subscribe to stay updated about upcoming stories. Once again, this is Learning Digest, real experiences and great stories. Thank you and have a nice day.